Okay, I'm going to invite you to return to your seats. We will continue those conversations again following the service. Well done. Well done. Parents, I hope you got some stuff from those bins that Kristen set up at the back. Kristen, thank you for doing that for us through the summer. Much appreciated, of course. Welcome to those of you who are online and joining us. Glad you could be with us. Thanks for joining us for this portion of the service. I'm going to start with a couple of family updates, and then we'll just go to some prayer. And actually, let's start with the updates, okay? So we'll do Kevin's council update, then I'll share a couple of family updates as well. Then we will go to prayer and move on from there. So, Kevin, thanks for coming up. You can use that mic right there. All right. Good morning, everyone. We had a council meeting this past Wednesday night. And oh, I get in the line site. Hi, Zoom people. Um, so we met here at the church Wednesday night for a council meeting. Uh, not a lot to update, but just a few things. Uh, Hope Mission, I was in communication with Gary, the engineer. They're still waiting on the city. He said, I think his words were something like, they like to use summer as an excuse to move slowly. So we're, nothing has happened on that front yet. Our budget-wise, we're a little bit in the red. Is that better? Okay. We're a little bit in the red from May 1st to the end of July, which typically happens in summer. Attendance drops off, giving drops off a little bit. It's not a big deal. Like, we're not a lot in the red. I think it was about $1,800. Again, that's, and there's a little bit of a, I mean, numbers people would know. Peter would know this, this. There are times where you have big bills that come once a year, like our insurance bill that's going to be paid. So that'll skew the numbers. It'll make it look worse than it is. But then there's nothing for the rest of the year. So there's not, there's a few of those that aren't just monthly payments. A couple other things ahead. I'm trying to think what they were. One, oh, we approved a special offering for uh, something Ben's going to talk about, I think, a little bit later. There's a man coming from India to speak at our church in September on a, for a weekend. And so he'll, I'll leave more of that up to him, but we approved that at our council meeting. And I had one other thing. Do you remember what it was? Kristen? <laughs> and think, I mean, we spent a good chunk of time in prayer. Our council meetings have focused more on prayer time than business we still have to do business but we had a great time praying together and listening to god and so um i don't know if ben's gonna talk anything about that but it was just it was just really a great time so i would ask that you continue praying for us as we listen to god and try to discern his leading for our church so that's all i have yeah thanks kevin um maybe just to piggyback on that because it'll um part of where the message will go today. The council has been, has been actively spending more time in prayer and then more time uh, asking the Lord, what are you saying to us? And uh, I'm not going to, without sharing exactly what was heard this past council meeting, everyone around the table heard something and a lot of them related. And it was like, God, God has been directing the leaders as they have been putting their, their, their ear in his direct, sending their ear in his direction, asking him to speak, leading us. So it's, it's been a very, very encouraging time. 
to be around that council table and praying together and and trying to practice keeping in step with the spirit. It's been very, very good. Um, other other family updates. Unity, you, you guys represented us uh, to the community so well this week. Um, we had the Hope Mission event this week, that barbecue that we, we let you know, know about with not a lot of notice. And we got like 25 backpacks coming filled with school supplies. We had more than enough volunteers for this event. In fact, someone called me as the event was going on saying, hey, do you need someone else? I'm like, actually, we've got more than enough. And the, the conversations that took place at this barbecue, particularly around that donation table where they, they just sent out the school supplies and said, take what you need. And the, um, some of the Hope Mission workers were telling me, you should have heard some of the comments that were being made. Like this, this came at the exact time that I needed it. I didn't have the ability to go get this stuff. Um, so you guys met really, really practical needs and showed this community a whole lot of love. And, and so thank you for the ways that you showed up both financially and then with time and, and love. Um, it, it really came through and it came through to the community and it came through to Hope Mission, who once again has said to us, man, we get so much support from you. We are, we are so excited about moving forward with you guys. I said, I can't always find all of the kids' church leaders that I need, but I can always find people to volunteer for Hope Mission because I know that you guys have such a heart for that. And, and anytime that we put out a notice saying, Hope Mission stuff, we always have enough people. There's always the money there, and you guys blessed this community. So well done. Thank you very much. Good on you. A couple other family announcements. Uh, as some of you may have seen on the prayer chain, Christina Bunny's um, mother passed on this week and went to be with Jesus. We can be praying for the Bunny family. I'm going to pray for them in a moment. And Eileen Stiba's father passed away this week. And, and you know, sadly, Eileen lost her husband just a year ago. And, and so is now dealing with the loss of her, her father who lives at a distance. And so now trying to support mom in Grand Prairie as well as simply be here and processing a lot of grief at the moment. So we can be remembering um, all of our families in our prayers. Let's pray. Lord, we have so much to celebrate. We... As much as we have mentioned and we'll get to those prayer requests, we, we, come, we come with prayer requests to the God who deserves our worship, the God who has shown himself strong on our behalf, the God who, who is simply good and awesome regardless of how our lives are going. And, and it's to you that we, we, first of all, offer our worship and our gratitude. And we, we say once again, you are king. We bless your name in every way. We thank you for sending your son, who shows us so clearly who you are. Thank you so much. Thank you for the ways that you showed yourself to the neighborhood this week, showed yourself to the, the, the parents and the, the kids in programs um, that have been actively talking about Jesus. And, and you, you showed yourself not only through that, that summer of, of sharing Jesus with kids, but then showed it practically through the through your body providing. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for this ongoing 
partnership and exploration that we are in the midst of with Hope Mission, and we pray your blessings upon that. And we pray that the delays at the city would soon be over. Would, would you make sure that, that things don't get held up that you want to go forward? I, I think about that time in Daniel where Daniel offers a prayer and the angel shows up and said, your prayer was answered 21 days ago, but the enemy got in the way and I just showed up now. Would that not be the case for this project? Would you make sure that nothing gets in the way? And so we offer our prayers for it now and say, Lord, have your way with it because we want to see your kingdom move forward and continue to bless this neighborhood. Lord, we also remember that we have friends, family members who are grieving. And and we pray both for the Bunny family and for Eileen and her family that you would walk alongside them and, and make yourself known as the God of all comfort. You have, you have said in your word that you are the God of all comfort, that you are the God of hope. So Lord, would you provide both of those? May your presence be so known and, and recognized, even tangibly, physically. As they, they, I, I pray that their testimony would be, I feel peace right now, like my, my heart rate has gone down. Because I know the Lord is here and with me. I, I can feel it even, even in my body. Would you do that for the bunnies? Would you do that for their extended family? Would you do that for Eileen and her family as they grieve both Eugene's passing just one year ago and now her dad's passing as well? And would you provide all of the support that is necessary? Not only that spiritual component with you, but also just the relational component of someone else around. Would you, would you show, um, would you empower your body to be your hands and feet to those who need it? Lord, as we open your word, would you make sure that we are attuned to what the Spirit is saying to the church as gets repeated over and over again in Revelation? But the one who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so as we open your word, may it, may it not be only with attention to the written word, but attention to the ways that the written word becomes the, the personalized word for us as you speak it even deeper into our lives. Would you speak it and plant it even deeper into our lives? Would you show us how your spoken word corresponds? Because, Lord, we, what we want is your What we are after is your heart. Show that this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Grab your Bibles and go to Deuteronomy, please. We're going to start in Deuteronomy 13. While you're looking for that, as I just prayed, um, prophecy is about revealing the Father's heart. Over the last number of weeks, what we have been talking about is the way that God is jealous for his beloved. He is deeply, deeply committed to his people and to his people recognizing the ways that he feels about them, the ways that he thinks about them. He wants to guard that relationship in every possible way, not so that you you don't screw up, but so that you you guard your heart so that it is entirely devoted to the beloved who is entirely devoted to you and to me. And what God does is he always sends people to remind others 
this is my heart. The, the clip that we are about to watch is actually from um, a documentary called Father of Lights. And the, the whole premise of Father of Lights is, is um, a filmmaker going around saying, where are the ways that the father is revealing his father's heart to his children in, in quite miraculous ways? I highly, highly recommend you watch this documentary. You can find it on iTunes. Um, we've got a couple copies floating around. I think Captain Cabins, maybe. I don't know. I borrowed it from them at one point, but I rented it off iTunes too. You can find it there. I'm going to play this, and we're going to play a couple of clips from that and another one over the next couple of weeks, because as Kevin mentioned in his prayer, the gentleman that you are about to see is coming. He's coming to unity. Okay, and I will explain more about that in the uh, later on and in the coming weeks. But uh, we, what we are after is recognizing the way the Lord speaks through people to show others his heart. Okay? And we will, we will flesh that out more in a few moments. I'll hand it over to Mark. Meet Father of Lights. In my travels around the world, I get to see many wonderful things and meet many amazing people. But few come close to the sheer unbelievability of my friend, Ravi. Anyone doubting that God still speaks to his children today and that he wants to be intimately involved in our lives need only spend a little time with this loving, humble man. Ravi has an incredibly unique gift from God, whom he calls Daddy. Ravi, you see, hears the audible voice of God every day. When Ravi was 17 years old, his life was a mess and he was about to kill himself when God spoke to him audibly and revealed himself to Ravi. So ever since then, for 20 years, God wakes Ravi up at 4 a.m. and gives him his marching orders for the day. I had tried to film with him for my second movie, Furious Love. But when Ravi asked him if he could, God said, not yet. So when God woke him up one day and told him it was, quote, time to film with Darren, let's just say it was a banner day for me and my team. The idea was simple, yet slightly terrifying. We fly out to India to meet with Ravi. He'll ask God what we should do, and then we'll do whatever God says. Seeing as God has been known to give Ravi GPS turn-by-turn directions to remote villages, my team and I were more than a little excited about what we were about to experience. But honestly, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. As we were walking towards where God told him a village was, Ravi told me the Lord had shown him a small bridge with a water pump nearby, and when we saw that, we were close. We turned a corner, and there it was. I wish, you know, the God would have told me um, more specifics on this village. Ravi went right into the center of the village and began preaching. While this was going on, a bunch of men showed up from the nearby Hindu temple. We couldn't help but notice the machetes in their hands. We were in the middle of nowhere, preaching a forbidden Jesus to machete-wielding Hindus, and they didn't seem too happy with us. 
I didn't know whether to keep filming or run. Of all the men, one in particular, that man on the left there, seemed quite interested in what Ravi had to say. He listened intently as Ravi talked about his daddy, the God of the Bible. When Ravi asked if anyone wanted to accept this God as their own, this man revealed his heart immediately. Soon after, Ravi prayed for the man, and it was only after this that we found out who this guy actually was. Every five years, there's a major festival held at the local temple, the same temple that our machete friends had just come from. This man, in this village, by this water pump, was the man in charge of that festival. Over 10,000 people show up at this festival, and it just so happened that it was to take place in two months' time. But of course, now the man in charge had just encountered the father, and, well, that changes a few things. Um, I'm blessed. Oh, he's saying, like, it's such a... Yeah, Ravi just brought the light of the Father to this man, and now that light will come upon thousands more. This was a simple taste of mind-boggling events yet to come. These kinds of events are commonplace for Ravi because he understands who his daddy is, that he is a loving, trustworthy father who actually desires friendship with us. That's a far cry from what a lot of others believe about him. Once again, once again, there we go. Um, Father of Lights TV, um, Ravi and his team actually reached out to us. Uh, Ravi apparently had this sense that he was being sent to central Alberta. And uh, so the team, of course, reached out to the biggest church in town. And the biggest church in town actually didn't give them the green light. And they called us next. Um, And I said two things. I don't know if I'll be here in September (laughs) because it's in three weeks' time. This was before uh, I, I was appointed to this position. So I said, I don't know if I'll be here, so I can't answer. Uh, I can't simply rent the building to you yet. And uh, then I also said, but I have to bring it to my, my leadership. This is kind of a big, big deal. And uh, I brought it to the council. And the council unanimously said, and for a variety of reasons, we must have Robin come. Um, so Ravi is coming September 9th and 10th. That's a Friday night, all day Saturday. And then he'll be speaking here on a Sunday as well. Um, the event is open to anyone and it's free, but you have to register. And we will send out 
uh, instructions on how you can register for that. Um, this is being, uh, we are hosting it, but it is being put out to a much wider circle. So please come, but only if you're coming because you feel like this is, this is something God has for me. If, if you're coming to criticize, like just don't take up someone else's seat, you know? Um, but for those who, who are really like, uh, I want to hear more, um, this is for you. This is for you. The, the, um, the DVD, as I've shared a moment ago, is all about different ways that God reveals Father's heart to his people. And one of the main ways that he does it is by speaking through people. We call that prophecy. Okay. It is it has always been God's heart that his people hear his heart as clearly as possible in their language. And we see this happening in Deuteronomy. Will you please go to Deuteronomy? We're going to start in verse 13. Chapter 13, excuse me. Those first few verses. Starting in verse 1. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder comes true, of which he had spoken, saying, and then he spoke, saying, let's follow other gods whom you have not known, and let's serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall follow the Lord your God and fear him, and you shall keep his commandments and listen to his voice and serve him and cling to him. Pause there. What God is starting off with here is recognizing that there are, there have been and always will be people who hear the voice of God particularly clearly. And sometimes there will be those who claim to hear the voice of God clearly but are not acting on his behalf. And yet what they say or do will still happen. But if they're telling you don't follow Jesus, go another way, even if what they says happens, even if they heal someone and they are healed, which may well happen, you don't listen to them. Okay? What God is doing is giving his people, he's, he's helping them with some tools, say, here are some tools that are going to help you to recognize and think through Here are some tools to help you recognize and think through when these things happen. It's not simply a knockdown thing that, oh, it happened, it must be God. All prophecy has always needed to be tested. And that's why this verse is here. And the Lord is saying one of the things that's going to happen when such a thing happens is that I'm testing you to see whether or not you will follow me, will you follow my word? As you hear that, as you see that miraculous thing happen. Remember, remember uh, the plagues? Do you remember how the first three or four, the Pharaoh's magicians were actually able to duplicate? There are other powers at work. So just because you see something miraculous and powerful, it's not enough for you to say automatically, this is the Lord. Or to say automatically, we must follow. No, 
you still go back to scripture. You still test that. It's not enough. Would you go with me to Deuteronomy 18 now? Remember, these are people he is speaking to who are on the edge of the promised land. And they are about to enter foreign territory, which God is giving to them. And as they are on the edge of something, God is reminding them, here are the things you're going to need to remember when you take your next steps. When I bring you where I am taking you. You're going to need to remember that you need to cling to me, as Deuteronomy 13 just said. You're going to need to cling to me, and you're not going to just follow what other people are doing, even when you see miraculous things, even when you hear things that are supposedly from God and they come true, you still test them. So notice this, but let's pause there. Once again, we're talking about prophecy reveals the heart of the Father. God isn't simply saying, here are your do's and don'ts so that you keep my commands. This is... This is um, a means of God protecting his people from hurting themselves. It's, it's a way of maintaining faithfulness to the marriage relationship that God is in with his people. If we forget that God and his people are in a marriage relationship and that this is about protecting our first love, if we forget that, then the discussions about prophecy end up being discussions about cool things and gifts and all that. And that's an insufficient way to approach these things. This is always about God maintaining the, the, the covenant relationship that people have with him. Guard your hearts. This is So as you hear this, remember that this is a guard your hearts. thing. When you enter the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through fire. In other words, offers a child sacrifice. Anyone who uses divination, a soothsayer, one who interprets omens, a sorcerer, fortune tellers, astrologers, etc., etc., etc. You don't go accessing powers that, that happen to be out there in the culture. Be careful with warp speech. Be careful with Ouija words. As in, don't go there. Because you might get right stuff, but that doesn't mean it was God speaking to you. And, you know, that sounds so obvious, and yet I had to say that exact thing to, to, um, to someone who'd been a Christian for a very long time. Don't go near it. You've been warned. But you've been warned as a way of keeping that marriage relationship sacred, protected. It's not simply the do's and don'ts. This is a God who is jealous for his people and who wants you to be jealous for him as well. So skip down. Um, Verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. Moses is speaking, right? The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own countrymen, and to him you shall listen. 
This is in accordance with everything that you asked of the Lord your God at Purim, which is Sinai. So when God comes down, gives them the Ten Commandments right after they've moved out of Exodus, right? We talked about that the other week. When I said to them, uh, when they said to me, do not let me hear the voice of the Lord my God again. Don't let me see this great fire anymore or I will die. Uh, the people had said, you go, Moses. You listen. You talk to God. You, you then deliver what God is saying because we don't want it. And the Lord said to me, Moses, at that time, they've spoken well. So now I will raise up for them a prophet from among their own countrymen like you. And I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak them uh, everything that I have commanded him. And it shall come about that whoever does not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will require it of him. Pause there for a moment. I will raise up for myself a prophet like you, he says, like Moses. Let's get the Sunday school answer out there. Who's this speaking about? What's the Sunday school answer? Jesus. This is not a very interactive crowd today. Maybe I'm not facilitating that well. Uh, Jesus. That's great. I love that you are also looking in that direction because we are going to come back to that. Well done. You're right. It's a both. In an ultimate sense, this looks forward to Jesus. Okay, and the New Testament will make that absolutely clear. So let's let's follow that path and then we'll come back to yours. Thank you for it. So go with me to Acts 3. So keep one finger in Deuteronomy because we're coming back to that one. Go with me to Acts 3, uh, beginning at verse 20. Peter is speaking. So verse 9, he's saying, repent and return. Um, he's, there's just been a healing. Okay? Peter and John have just performed a healing. The Father performed it through Peter and John. And now they're addressing the crowd and saying, you guys need to repent. Um, repent and return, verse 19, so that your sin may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus, the Christ, whom he appointed for you whom heaven must receive until the period of the restoration of all things, about which he spoke by the mouths of his holy prophets from ancient times. And now they quote our Deuteronomy passage. Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your own countrymen. And to him you shall listen regarding everything that he says to you. They link the Moses passage with Jesus. Okay? In that ultimate sense. Okay. Um, Let's pause there for a second. We've been saying that prophecy, proper prophecy, always reveals the heart of the Father. What does it say about Jesus and John? It says about Jesus in John 1, 18, I believe it is. Uh, the one who is in the very, uh, and the word's hard to translate. Some will go with heart, some will go with bosom, some will go with arms. It's this idea that the one who is in the very heart of the Father, speaking of Jesus, has made the Father 
known to us. If you have seen Jesus, you have seen the heart of the Father. And Jesus, according to everyone around, was at minimum considered a prophet. He was constantly a prophet. Who do people say that I am? Well, what some people say Elijah or one of the prophets. Right? He, he will regularly quote from the prophets. And the Spirit of the Lord is on me. And today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Quoting Isaiah, he's taking that on himself. He's taking on the role of the prophet, which is always to reveal the heart of the Father. Always. It has been God's plan from as soon as he had a people to have people who were hearing the Lord and then sharing that with those who needed to hear it. That's why God says, As Moses will not enter that promised land, I will still give you a prophet like me. It looks ultimately to Jesus. But yes, Sarah and those who are also thinking along those lines, it does go uh, also to those who come after, to Joshua. Deborah is actually the next prophet in scripture explicitly called a prophet. Although Joshua does hear from the Lord and share it with the people as he's leading them. So absolutely, as you follow that narrative, there are prophetic people all the way through because God is is desperate to make sure that his people hear his heart. It's not about cool things someone can say. It's not about, oh, now we got new gifts. It's not about any of that. It's about making sure that his people have as many reminders as possible about what he thinks and feels on their behalf. That's why we study prophecy. That's why we, um, we are told to pursue that gift. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14 says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, because God is so, so concerned that his people are in tune with what he is thinking and feeling and directing them to do, to hear, say, etc. Look at Look at verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14. Now, I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy and go to the end of that verse. That the whole point is that so that the church may be built up. Let me make a somewhat provocative note at this point, I think just obvious statement from this verse. This church would be healthier with more prophets. This church would be healthier with more people who have been developing the ear to hear the Lord and the discernment and training for how to speak it appropriately. Because this verse says that the church is built up by prophecy, which is why Paul tells them to pursue it more than any other gift. And frankly, what's happening right now is that some of these gifts are latent 
within people, as in God has already distributed them, but they have not yet been fanned into flame, and therefore they remain there without any training or activation in order that the body be built up. Let me show you that with scripture, Acts 2. We go there all the time. It shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. Even on my male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. It's for everyone. There's not a person in this room who, if you follow Jesus, does not have the ability to prophesy. The ability to hear the word of the Lord, to hear what the Lord is speaking now, whether to you or to someone else, and and then speak it. No exceptions, according to scripture. And if more of us began to steward that gift and be trained in it and fan it into flame, the body of Christ would be healthier, according to 1 Corinthians 14. But let's not even just go there, okay? So how about Ephesians 4? Ephesians 4. And God gave the apostles and the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature to the full measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. The point of God giving such gifts, which he has already distributed to everyone, is that the body of Christ might look like Christ. And it's available for everyone. It's not about a cool gift. It's about the other people in this room. It's about the video that we just watched and some people who follow Hindu gods heard about Jesus because someone heard the voice of God and said, I will go and I will share what the Lord is saying right now to these people. And it doesn't just change one man. What it changes is a village. What it changes is a festival. What it changes is a whole group of people. It's about those who don't yet know Jesus. So if you love people, if your heart is, yeah, yeah, like worship is great, discipleship cool, I, but I, I want more people to know Jesus. The best thing you could do was learn to hear the voice of God and share it with other people. So that others hear about Jesus. If you, if you just have such a heart for this church, then go back to those passages that I just read. It's for the building up of the body. So 
Like, let me give you an example that ties together a few things. Um, there's this particular thing that I've been hearing from the Lord that I, I began to be really frustrated about um, because it, it hasn't shown up, and yet he keeps saying, go after it, pursue it. Listen, it has to do with prophecy. I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but um, I've been really, really frustrated to the point where I, I, I heard the Lord say, like, you need to pause for a minute because this is just, you're burning out in the wrong way. So pause, I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. About a month in, months after that, I get this dream from the Lord. And in my dream, I, I take my two boys to a place where there's a leak. Something, something's leaking. And then um, the dream ends. Shortly after that, I say to the Lord, what is that? He says, take your boys to the leak. And I know exactly what he's talking about. It's this thing I've been really frustrated with God because I've been hearing it from him and it hasn't been showing up with the head. I wrestle with that because I don't really want to. I don't want to bring my voice to it. I want to talk about this. And after a couple of days, uh, there's this, this opportunity. So the two, the three of us are sitting down in our bed. And I say, guys, here's what's going on. I am just I'm frustrated by this. And I, I've got this thing from the Lord that he said, go just talk to your voice about this. And Marcus says, says to me, I'm hearing God say, go read the book, The Veil. Uh, my immediate reaction is the veil. For those of you who don't know, um, I, I shared a story from not this one, but the same author a couple of weeks back. You remember that a story about listening to God's voice and someone who'd not been able to hear it, but the pastor was praying for her and he was like, "I see angels behind you with undelivered mail." Because you, you remember that story, same author. Okay, so this is his first. Um, so it's all about people who are who have been able to to see spiritual realities like angels with their physical eyes. So um, I hear Marcus says to me, I'm hearing the Lord say, go read the veil. And I'm thinking to myself, this kid can't be hearing right. Like something's got to be wrong here. It's probably that he really likes this book because he and I actually read this book together. Um, Either he's not hearing right or... um, He's just hearing what he wants to hear. So I'm sitting there. I'm really frustrated. Uh, like, I'm more frustrated than when I, was, when I started. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And Silas looks at me and he's like, I just heard a verse reference from God. I've got to go get my Bible. So what he does is he, he goes and he gets his Bible and he goes to, 2 Corinthians 3. You know, I, I had said to Marcus, I don't want to read the veil again. I've read the veil three times, at least. I, I can quote you the veil. I, don't, I can tell you what every chapter is about. I don't want to read the veil again. And you can't be hearing from God. Silas gets a verse reference, and he grabs his Bible, turns to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and he proceeds to read to me, 
We're not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not stare at what was fading away, but their minds were hardened until the very day of reading the Old Covenant where that same veil remains hidden because it has been removed um, because it has been removed by Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, the veil lies over their hearts. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I, I didn't know what to say. Prophecy is about learning to hear God's voice to help someone else out. Does that make sense? Ring the bell. It's for everyone. He's nine. So as you sit here and go, I don't have access to that. Oh, trust me, you do. It's just that you're going to have to learn from the kids. Because some of them are going ahead of us. And we're going to need to learn from them. As Jesus said, right? Unless you become like children. This has been a theme that has come up repeatedly in this last year. Much of what I have shared has just been repeat. It has been a theme because the Lord is highlighting it for the season that we are in. Um, Deuteronomy is a group of people standing on the edge of something. And the Lord says to them, in order for you to be properly equipped to take your next step as a people, Here's what you will need to know. A friend of mine said to me the other day, you're preaching through Deuteronomy. What are you preaching? I, I don't really know. Like, whatever it is that the Lord highlights for me uh, as, as pertaining to a people on the edge of something, it's all I know. And this is all I know. One of the things that unity will need in this next season is more and more people who have said, okay, I see it in the scriptures. And I have that sense within me that the Lord is saying, it is now time for me to, to fan into flame something that's there. I know that it's there, not because I'm particularly picking it up necessarily at moment, because I believe the scriptures. It, it's a season in which this must be fanned into flame in order to move into what God is calling us to. Deuteronomy is the people on the edge where they wait to get their orders so that they can move and take their next steps. This is a church on the edge of something that is waiting for its orders to take their next steps. And God has been highlighting it to us over and over and over again this year. You remember three people heard a listening prayer time, the Lord say to them separately, I'm coming to fill unity. You need to empty yourselves. And we share that. You remember when the Lord said to me, go pick up the cigarette butts and then share that with the group, with the congregation. And that was the Sunday where we got to the point in 1 Corinthians 14, where Paul says, 
all prophecy is to be weighed. It's to be tested. And I shared about the cigarette butts and then you tested it. And you came back saying, this is the Lord. And here's what he is saying. It's about holiness. It's about the neighborhood. It's about the Hope Mission Project. God confirmed that that was in fact him speaking. But the bigger message from that event was God showing us that it is proper and right and his desire that there be prophecy within a Baptist church and within worship services precisely because, as the scriptures say, it is in order that this church become healthier, that the body of Christ be built up. That's what the scriptures say. That's why he is doing this. That's why he is highlighting this, because prophecy is all about revealing the heart of the Father. And the more people who can hear and recognize the heart of the Father and then, and then share that with other people, the more others will be blessed. Do you want to love people? You want to see that kind of thing, that video clip, that kind of thing happen in your life. I could tell you stories about those things already happening in this church. Do you want it? Do you want to bless other people? Learn to hear his voice. In two weeks' time, I'm going to take us through another listening prayer time after the service. And it'll be one week before Robbie comes. Right, good preparation for us in some ways. We'll have a worship service. Maybe we'll bring a bag, lunch, or something like that. But then I'll just lead us, whoever wants to come. Well, I'll just lead us through a time of we're all going to learn together on how to how to hear God's voice a little bit more. Because it's not the same for everyone. And and you need guidance. You need practice. I didn't suddenly wake up one day and go, oh, I get it. This has been uh, an on it is an ongoing journey uh, of recognition. And it has very much to do with recognizing his heart. See, some of the things that it's... It, when you think you hear something, in the first place, one of the first things you do is go, is this line up that's heart? Which always sends me back to scripture. And it's that, that conversation between what I know of the Lord's heart and what I'm hearing at the moment and then go to scriptures and so on. But it, it, that takes time. It takes learning. And it takes, it takes time to coach people on, oh, you hear in this way. Learn to lean into that. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, would you close your eyes, please? Lord, I pray right now for a recognition um, that perhaps wasn't there before of your your voice. My sheep hear my voice and we take you at your word, Jesus. Will you speak now to those here, those online? We offer you a moment to say, Lord, let everything Ben said fall away accept what came through and by your spirit. What is it that you most want me to hear in this moment? 
just take a moment and allow him to answer that question. We need others. We need other stories. Deuteronomy 18 and 13 actually have somewhat of a contradiction. Deuteronomy 13 said, it's entirely possible that someone is going to say something and it will come true. But they're not following God. Deuteronomy 18, if you look at verse 22, says, verse 21 says, Lord, how will we recognize whether or not it's you speaking through someone? And God says, when the prophet speaks in my name and the thing doesn't happen, that he said it would come true, and the Lord has not spoken. The prophet spoke through themselves. How are we going to navigate this? How do I navigate that sometimes it's it, it's the Lord and sometimes it's not? We need each other. I need your knowledge of scripture. I need to hear your ear. I need to have your ear for God. It, it's always been a community thing. But it needs to be a community of people who will take seriously the fact that God speaks in these ways. These are simply two tests, and there are more tests in Scripture for prophets. In fact, Jeremiah and and Isaiah wouldn't have passed this particular test because the thing didn't come true in their day, because Jesus came several hundred years after, and they were speaking about Jesus, right? Um, what scripture shows is how much we need other people for this. But it has we what we need is more and more people who will take seriously the fact that God's written word is paramount, but God's spoken word also deserves attention and must be tested against it. And therefore we need people who can hear both of those things and weigh them together. I need you. I need you. You need you. Let's do this thing together. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. You are so good. You are so good. I love that you you are looking for every possible way to share your loving Jesus heart with everyone. You want everyone to hear your good news. Everyone, you want everyone to have that friendship with you, that conversational life. You want your body to be built up, and you want to make sure everyone gets where you are right now and what you are saying. Lord, would you make us people who are are those who will search for the heart of God? If you search for me, you will find me. If you search for me with all of your heart, Lord, would you? Would you strip away everything in us that competes for that level of devotion and attention until all that we want is more of you? And we will devour your word. And we will, we will be so attentive to your spirit. For the sake of the people that you love, give us your heart for your people and the people who, whom you want to be your people. In Jesus' name, amen. We're doing one final song, right, that focuses on Jesus. Jesus is the one who shows the Father's heart.
So let's focus on Jesus once more. If you could allow me to step in here for just a minute. I. Yeah. You could allow me to step in here for a minute. Go ahead, Ron. Okay. Uh, for many, many years, we have been sponsoring a little girl through Compassion Canada in this Tigray area of uh, of Ethiopia. And if you're following the news right now, there's something like 22 million people at risk of starvation in this area. And it's been quite a while since we've been able to make contact with our little girl. And we have no idea if she's alive or if she's starved or if she's been gang raped or what. And this is kind of way it's right now. There's something like there's 22 million people in the Horn of Africa on the verge of starvation. And we have no idea what's happening with our little girl. Can we pray for you, Rob? I just want to share that. Let's pray, Rob. Hmm? Lord, we've just been talking about a father's heart. And here what we see is some someone on the screen. Speaking and sharing the father's heart. Someone whom they deeply love. So, Lord, I, I pray for first of all for the, the safety of this little girl. And ask that you would you would protect her in every way. I, I trust that she knows you, Jesus, because that organization is all about making sure that people hear good news and then see it by sharing meals and other resources with them. It's the word of God and the, the hands and feet of Jesus together. So I trust that this little girl knows you. And I claim Psalm 91 for her. That she would be dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty and finding refuge in you. So that she does not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, or the destruction that wastes at noonday. 
and that though a thousand fall at her side and ten thousand at her right hand, it will not come near her. And because she has made Yahweh her refuge in the Most High, her dwelling place, no evil shall befall her. No scourge come near her tent. For you will command your angels concerning her to guard her in all her ways. And on their hands, they will bear her up so that she will not dash her foot against a stone. Lord, I claim that for her. And Lord, would you give Ron and Brenda the gift of reconnection. Even in a time and a place where things are going so far out of control. But I, I pray that it would be your father's heart that would have your way this time both with Ron and Brenda but then also with this little girl and with her family may they find all the shelter that they need and I pray for that reconnection and ongoing provision in Jesus name Amen And the Lord bless you and keep you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face toward you and give you your In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless those of you who are online. Have a great week.